0: Fast uh, so, hey guys. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Under the Sun podcast. No, this is Under the Sun podcast. Episode two. Episode two. Episode two. Sorry, I think I was meant to say Under the Sun podcast. It's, it's oh, man. You, said is, you said it wrong. You said it wrong. This is Under the Sun podcast. Right, episode two, okay. 17 seconds in, 1920. Right. Okay. Um, first of all, uh, the support on last episode has been in- crazy incredible in crazy yeah. crazy incredible <laughs> we have uh, I don't think any of us expected it to be as well as it was I think we've reached 100 it's 100 streams. it's it's well over 100 now. well over 100 and streams. it's uh, and cool. it's yeah no it's really good and uh, I it was like I'll be, I was like I woke up in the morning and you were like oh can you send me the analytics oh, yeah, picture yeah, and I was yeah, like yeah. oh let me check and then it's it's like at that point it was like 75 or something like that and, shout out to our one fan in Brazil Brazil, Brazil. Brazil. You have us oh. to in Brazil that's amazing. Like, please please get in touch we really appreciate the support uh, yeah I, and I remember I, I, I was looking on Snapchat the next day yeah and I opened a snap from someone right and they, they they're listening to the podcast in the background like yes. you could see on the Yeah 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 that's how smart. weird is that yeah, never true. talked to them in my life so uh keep the support yeah. uh, and to further show your support uh, yes. we've got an Instagram we've got We're an here. Instagram account yeah uh it's uh, Under the Sun podcast. Dots uh, in between. Dots in between. Yeah. If Although, all lowercase. And it, if, if, if you look it? on the, the bio of this podcast, it says it there. So yeah. if yeah. you go there, then you'll get you'll get updates on when we're filming and when the episodes come out and yes. just what we're doing. What yes. we're doing. Okay. What are we doing? What are we doing? Okay. Uh, today's episode, we've all got uh, a little crime story to tell, don't we all? Mm. Yes. Um, we not, a, not a personal one. Just not a personal out. one. Uh, mine could be personal. I really hope not, Jonathan. Uh, Yeah, so I'm going to start, and uh, mine is a serial killer who goes by the name of Richard Ramirez. Uh, He has a nickname called, uh, he's called the Night Stalker. So you know it's a good one. Didn't you call me that in the car earlier? I think I did. Um, He killed 15 people in the span of uh, 1984 to 1985 although the majority of his killings were in 1985, and it was in uh, Los Angeles. Hmm. Wow. Uh, although, uh, many of his killings, uh, well, the ones that are confirmed, there's 15 of, uh, but there's probably many more. In fact, there was one in 2008. There, well, was, him, no, there, was, only, there was only, only linked to him then. Oh, oh my so Jesus. it was like a of death. Right. Yeah, so it, well, it was, someone, it was a eight-year-old girl who got oh, uh, murdered in the basement of a oh, hotel room, oh, a oh, hotel, oh, and uh, they linked it to him from DNA evidence in oh, 2008. Wow. And it was from before his first known killer. So, so was, the, wow. was he dead at that point? Uh, no, he died in 2013. Oh, right. thank oh, God. <laughs> I'm assuming he was in prison at, at that point. Yeah, yeah. He, was I mean, not, he should not be walking through. Yeah. yeah. He's not anymore. Uh, but yeah. Um, what was like his... What... How did they know it's him? Like did he have specific traits like or the, or Um anything? he was he's probably one of the most gruesome uh ones I've heard of oh. uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say it, but uh just the start with R. Oh, R yeah R, ends in E. Um, we got it. A lot yeah. of that uh, also uh, necrophilia, which oh, isn't great, and oh, he is starting off with a bang. we need like substitute words for these words, or we do not. I think people get the jits. Yeah, and he's uh, also a massive Satanist. In fact, oh. uh, in his trial, when he was on trial, he uh, held up his palm. Uh, he said, "Hail Satan," and tattooed on his palm was a pentagram. So oh, where geez. was this guy from? um he's from san jose i believe yeah and uh, he had a really really messed up childhood yeah. uh and he yeah he ended up moving to california which is where most of his stuff happened, yeah there was some in uh, san francisco as well but the yeah. majority were in uh, l.a uh yeah well when he was a child uh he got especially when he was a teenager he got showed uh Polaroids of some stuff that his uh, cousin had done while he was in Vietnam serving for the war, oh. um, which was is quite eerie because it reflects a lot of the stuff that Ramirez did oh. later on. So like he recreated what he yeah as a... it's it's that scary. Really. It's scary. Yeah, you got in. You got into a lot of uh, awful stuff as a teenager. <laughs> you got into drugs and stuff like that. Yeah, and then just a down later yeah. on. Yeah. It's crazy to think all that, like, 15 murders in a year, yeah, basically. Yeah. And it, it's like, oh, man, makes you shiver, mm, this is literally. Because cool. I think they talk a lot about how, like, you have that certain formative period in your childhood, and that's what sort of, like, when they're looking at a serial killer or, or someone like that, they'll always try and trace it back to the childhood. And that's really interesting that he's literally recreating what, yeah, it, kind of yeah. On completely, him it completely proves that theory. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. literally it's in the scared. worst in probably the worst Good. version of proof possible, possible but well, um so how did they catch him how, how did they um get him? it's actually they actually didn't do very well catching him, oh no. uh, there's a netflix documentary on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh his name what which his name's his Richard Ramirez. Richard Ramirez. Yeah. Is that the... I think it's called The Night Stalker, the documentary. I'm oh, not 100% sure. I love that. When I when it was like lockdown, the first lockdown, Yeah. I watched every single documentary under the sun. literally. Did you watch Tiger yeah. oh. <laughs> No, that was just overrated to me. No. That was, I, never, I never watched that. You know, I when, never I saw, when I saw that it won documentary of the year, it was a great documentary. No, understand. I, I, I see it on TikTok. So I'm not watching that. The King was really, good. Really no, nah, i was too. Like, I was but watching. I was did like, you watch like, oh, the Epstein one? Name's an intro. No. no. The Epstein one was really good. I didn't watch that. All the Louis Fru ones are really yeah, good Yeah, no, I well. don't. He's I, an I amazing doctor I watched like, I've watched a couple of crime documentaries. Yeah. Not, not, not many. I recommend you watch this one. Uh, I really do, Johnny. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I want to after it. Yeah, has, yeah, it has uh, interviews with like the original, like the police detective, the two main detectives in the case. And uh, the police just weren't very good on this one. Like they, uh, there was a video that's shown in the documentary. Only you, you can only see it in the documentary. It's like exclusive, mm-hmm. never released before. And it was of uh, the main, like one of the main detective, talking about uh, like the Richard Ramirez's MO, how to how to identify killing a killing as him, which was sent to the uh, San Francisco police mm-hmm. after they realised that a murder of Ramirez had taken place. Yeah. And basically, uh, the uh, chief of police in San Francisco released the video to the public. No, oh. The video starts with uh, the detective going, this is very, very confidential. No one can see this. And, so and how... it's really to the public. And one <laughs> Do of they the... not know what confidential <laughs> means? Um, one of the main like, ways of identifying was a pair of shoes that he wore Every time he killed someone, there was one pair of them shoes. Uh, I think there was two pairs of them sort of shoes in Whoa. the US. Limited. One of them in uh, LA. He wore that pair of shoes. And the so other person, the other person, so still got. Uh, so he's posting. rocking like limited edition kicks yeah. while he's yeah, My that. my main question is: Were they nice shoes? Um, Probably not after he's got low, everyone's bloods in there. No, I actually think they once, might have been. Was he dripped out? I might, I think they might have been black and gold. Let's just say For that because this is important to know. First day of in Jordans. Liam over here creased them. Yes. And didn't work in them. Yes. In right. Them. It wasn't so first day. Don't you spit Talk about, about, it. Talk about, about Richard Ramirez <laughs> uh, getting blood on his Nikes. <laughs> but Liam, Liam in It wasn't day. the first it was day. It wasn't, right. Was it? First day after got them. I went to the Uh, theatre, probably creased them. It wasn't intentional. It's (laughs) not a euphemism. No, it's it's not. (laughs) The police uh, realised that uh, basically he would look what they put on the media about him, like what they released to the media. So the LAPD were very sensitive of what information Mm, they released. And when uh, the San Francisco police released everything, including the detail about the shoe, Mm. he changed everything. Yeah, understandably. Yeah, he changed. He never wore them pairs of shoes. Committing another crime, and what what that meant is that the police were basically back at uh, by one. their own, own like fault. Yes, yeah, that's, Yes. that's interesting. That is that is a brutal start to the episode. And there's yeah. there's another there's another um, there's more there's more a, another example of the police just being the police. One thing is Jonathan does one more brutal. Um, like the the last detail, hopefully the last nail in the coffin. And we want to take a step back and, and have like a happy. God, yeah, let's yes. talk about the setting. We'll talk yeah. about the setting after. After the um, so uh, one of the people that he, uh, starts with R and Tuffy, yeah. uh, yeah, she uh noted. Well, she told the police about how awful his teeth teeth were. Yeah, like they were all crooked. Apparently, they stunk. So they they found out. Uh, like their dentist, and they went to all the dentists in the area and see if they knew, like, anyone, anyone, with, anyone with that description. <laughs> and they found, <laughs> they, found, they found the dentist where he goes to, and it was his actual dentist. Yeah. And they had surveillance there 24 7. Yeah. So there, oh, there would always be a police officer there. Yeah. And one day, they decided to stop surveillance. Mm-hmm. That day, he went and got oh, his teeth turned oh, yeah. oh, for God's sake. My question is I never knew teeth stumped. Stinky teeth. Yeah, no, I didn't know that was a thing. I thought you brushed stunk. Yeah. No, it's cause still. your teeth are like rotten. That's I just, bit, I like, never knew that, that produced yeah yeah yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Clean your teeth, everyone. Or you'll <laughs> end up <of>, like him. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's <laughs> talk about where we are. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah we can house, have a little break. Because that was, that was a heavy start. That was yeah. a rough yeah. 10 minutes. Well, if you're still yeah. here, we appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, we're in, we're sat in middle of a lake. Not, I'll leave it there. No, there's a little house in the middle of a lake. And it's, it's perfectly um uh like it what it's It's what shape is it hexagonal it's perfectly hexagonal hexagonal. and if Uh, you go onto the instagram right now you'll see a picture of us (laughs) sat in it filming this very episode you can hear it's very nice you can hear just the the gradual rain in the background and the fans from the lake yeah yeah Yeah, and we're in here talking about serial killers (laughs) yeah Yeah, living Um, the life yeah it's a good setting um i don't know if there's uh much more I want to I say. <laughs> or, that, yeah. that is, if if you, obviously we don't uh, mean any disrespect to any of the... No, we victims. do. We used it in all. John oh, Williams. no, not the Not <laughs> the victims. not the victims. <laughs> right right. on. Every time out. Where, where was... He? Yeah. Jonathan, time out. Let like Isaac finish. Right, yeah. Right uh, <laughs> we don't mean any disrespect to any of the victims, <laughs> Jonathan. Uh, obviously. John does. John's uh, <laughs> blaming him for getting caught. Jonathan, what were you trying to say, there though? I <laughs> thought he was a... Uh, didn't talk about the police and I was like yeah. So you mean disrespect to the police? Yeah. Well, okay. Just it's awful. To clarify once how do you feel about the victims? The victims is awful. Okay. I okay. okay. Good. Just, Perfect. No, no just, if, 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 anyone, if, image back. if anyone wants to look uh, further into it, obviously. Fifteen murders, a documentary on Netflix. Yeah. 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 So yeah. you can find your stuff there. Mm. Uh right. Okay. Yeah. Now we are going to Liam now. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Right. Um I'm doing mine on Ted Bundy. Serial no, right. killer after serial killer. So okay, yeah, I know. We should have planned who did what. No, it's no, fine it's all good because um, it gets it gets more uplifting from here. I hope so because <laughs> so, this one, uh, in my opinion, is worse than oh, worse geez. than Johnny. We're not look. We did the album rankings. We don't need to do serial <laughs> <zero laughs> killer rankings, okay? right? So I during lockdown as well. I watched a documentary on this on Netflix. It's called yeah. The Ted Bundy tapes. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I watched that. Got all in this. This was, like, a really interesting, like, story to me. Sounds like I'm praising him, which I'm not. (laughs) Just explain. Do you think he's a great (laughs) guy? Do you you mean any disrespect to his victims (laughs) before we start? So... No answer. No answer. (laughs) So, um, obviously, we said, Temponu was a serial killer, who um, starts with art, ends in E, all these victims kidnapped and murdered, right? That was every... And it was only targeted young women Um, in the different states that he was in, Um, do you know some of the states that he did? Yeah, so he started in Utah because he was attending. Like, I think at the time he was doing like he was helping like a governor with a governor campaign Mm -hmm. in like Utah. I think he had the states like he was. Yeah, yeah. he had aspirations to work in law or politics. Yeah, no, he went. He studied law at university, which is like sort of like. Well, you're Not doing which, that, aren't you? Are. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping to do that. Which in is um, time, so, which is so what, what's in here, he was like, always described as a ha- like, how he was handsome, he was charismatic. Right, oh, yeah, that hurt me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> He's always described as, okay? okay. How would you describing? describe him? <laughs> <laughs> exactly that. <laughs> handsome, charismatic. Okay. Let's just go, So, we don't know if you mean any disrespect to the victims. <laughs> do you mean any compliments <laughs> to Ted Bundy? I'm seeing what other people have said. Okay, go, go, go. So, this is like, in also, What's, when you were speaking about John's case and about him coming from a really bad childhood, Ted Bundy was like sort of the opposite. Mm, he didn't have just, like a, a rough upbringing or He's got, he's one he's known as one of the only sort of serial killers that is an exception to that rule. Right. There's no like background to it. Yeah, it's, just... and it's it's so because he was obviously he was handsome and charismatic. Um, and which which made him um which is how he like he lured women into um into like because he did he had this trick right where he'd pretend he was disabled or injured yeah. when you do that don't you <laughs> this right, so, is all serious all serious yeah. like he'd pretend like he'd go up and he'd like he'd be loaded <laughs> <laughs> what are you laughing at <laughs> i think <don't laughs> just look at his nose yeah i was anyway so I was just checking checking the your time me. is up Hopefully, okay. your time think... is up I think it's good to keep kinda of keep this lifted though because this can get very dark. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying I'm, I'm, I'm trying, trying to see, get through my story. On, this, and on a serious thing. note, we, we know how heavy these topics are and course, causes no disrespect to, yeah. to anyone, but it, it's it's nice to try and a, try and keep a smile on your and face. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right, go. Right. Um, so he um he'd, he had like a, a routine where he'd be loading like books into a car or something. Mm. Right. And then um, while he's doing that, he'd have like a sling on or something mm. like that. Oh, yeah. um, so then girls would come up to him oh. and ask to help. And then yeah. that's how he like he got them. Um, and I think, I can't remember how many he killed in each state, but there was like, there was a considerable amount of killings in Utah mm. um, in which one he um, he tried to, he got there was this girl in like the middle of a mall that he tried to get into a, his car. Um, and then she managed to attack him and fight back um, and managed to escape. Uh, which was like the first time it it happened. Uh, she went to the police, uh, and they identified Ted Bundy. She identified Ted Bundy was like that was the guy. Yeah. Genius. Um. So in 1975, oh, at, it's important to note time frame. He was, um, the killings happened from nineteen seventy four to nineteen seventy eight, mm. roughly. Yeah. Um. So in nineteen seventy five, after a year of killings, roughly, um, he first got arrested, wow. not for killing, but for kidnapping, because yeah. it was attempted kidnapping. Yeah, yeah. Um. And then what from there did they string the other cases? Well, well, yeah. well,
1: we should have ahead.
0: right. <laughs> Episode's not um, long yet yeah. Out. So he, um, yes, yeah, so he was arrested for that. Then eventually he became a suspect. Now he was in the criminal database. He became a suspect for these killings in Colorado because he moved there for a time period. Um, so then, um, he got arrested for, then he was on charge for murder in which he escaped from. He right, escaped so he prison. escapes prison. He has this. Yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll butcher the, the like how it happened, but um, if you watch his documentary, it explains it really well um, about how he escaped and then like ran, ran like um, off into like their wilderness, into the mountains from and the, stuff. Was it from the courtroom that he escaped from? Uh, yes, detaining. Yes, right, the I court. remember. I remember this part. The the fir- I, I can't remember if this. Was, cause he escaped twice, and mm-hmm. I can't remember this. The first. This was the 1st time I'm, pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I think I, know that too, that I He know. he was in a courtroom. And because this is what because he was so charismatic, so many people believed he was innocent. Mm. And like yeah. people was like, that knew it was like, there's no way yeah. this guy could do this. So while he's in the courtroom, um, they, they take him to like this other room while they're waiting. Mm. Uh, and he asks the guard if the guard can take his handcuffs off because mm. they were like hurting him. Mm. And because he was so nice, and I guess the, the guard took his handcuffs off, the guard leaves the room. And then while he does that, Ted Bundy jumps out like a free store, like oh, off a free store. Yes. Because he'd been practising in his room, right. jumping off yes, his bed. To yes. to like, yeah. How do like you know that? I, 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 um, yes. Yeah, I used to yeah, look he, a lot he, into this yeah, stuff. Yeah, he, he jumped off the top bunk of his prison cell, or his jail cell, multiple times, to strengthen his animal, an- ankles for the fall. Yeah, Like, this was a very, very intelligent no, guy, he's which is what he's made, made yeah. him so dangerous. So, yeah, he, jumps, off, he jumps out of his courtroom, um and yeah lands in like a bush or something and escapes the foils and then he was like he was there for like five days or something before yeah. he's caught again um and then yeah and then he's he's in prison again and then um i think then he, he escapes again with something like he like he dug a hole into his roof or something like that He mm-hmm. crawled through the vents something like he escapes. like yeah it. crazy but this time proper escape yeah mm-hmm. they, they, he went off he okay. went to um, moved to Florida, which there wasn't killings for a while um, and then well, before I moved to that I think it's clear to know that in these states um, there was there was many killings when he was finally arrested he emit uh, 30 killings um, but so many people believe that that was barely scratching the surface yeah. Yeah. right um so yeah he moves, moves to Florida and then after like I don't know how long but then he, he kills three more people and then he's recaptured. Um, and then when he's recaptured, um, he, then they have the proper court case, the um, court case of Ted Bundy. And now Ted Bundy was so confident in himself, mm-hmm. he believed he could outsmart everyone. Yeah. That much so, he represents himself in his own court case. Mm-hmm. Copy and that. now there's yeah, there's videos and like on the, the documentary I watched of him like. Um, That's on Netflix as well, isn't it? Yes. It's called the yes, Ted Bundy Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and he's like, mm. he's like, he's in the courtroom. Um, and like he's pleading with the judge and like laughing and joking with the judge like mm-hmm. he just he, he knew how to influence and manipulate people so well was he doing good at defending himself yes, yes. Many, like- many believed during this many believed he would um, many believed he would uh, win the trial mm-hmm. and then, like I said many to this point were still so convinced he was innocent mm-hmm. even after escaping from prison twice which is a very guilty thing you to do yeah, right no, people right. were still like it was like it was one of those splits, right? Very controversial topic. Was he innocent? Was he not? Yeah, yeah. Um, So he, he denied everything. Yeah, gone. I, I don't know, I'll, I'll let you finish right, this, yeah. this the detail. I don't want to. So to to during honest. the court case, he, he still denied everything. It was so adamant that um, uh, he was innocent, um, and like the the victims, that like there was some victims. I think there was two, there was the girl from the. Um, in Utah, when he was first arrested, she was present in this case. She identified him, but there was all thing that she was so scared of him. She, she didn't want to go in the courtroom with him. She oh. was te- like terrified, and like while she's up there giving a testimony, he's like smiling. Mm. He's got this like grin. While she's telling the story, it's it's truly sickening to watch. Yeah. Oh, um, so yeah, many believe him still be innocent. Mm. He was convicted of. Um, the, the the he was convicted of three, I think. Well, he got he got triple life sentence, Ooh. right? Have you seen what the judge said to him when he gave the sentence? I think I the, you can't say it the, judge, the judge the judge totally. first of all apologizes to him, and oh then tells him that he had incredible potential and he would have made a great lawyer. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in what in what case before have you seen a murder of? Did you say thirty people? And that's but only he, the known. The, they the, 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 the the quadruple, him. and the Black judge, sentence, the judge yeah. who li- like literally represents justice, apologises yeah, to him yeah, and, and says that it's it's a shame, and he would have made a great boy. It, it's it's with, with the murders, uh, there was a pattern to the people that got killed, wasn't there? Yeah, they all they all right. were young women with middle part brown hair. Yes, oh, yes. quite oh, it's yeah, quite yeah. quite like long hair. Did you know that it was it was found out that he went to a woman after and said to her, "You should have never cut your hair." Oh, I do remember that as well. Yeah. So, how long is he stalking these these women? Yeah. Before taking them? it's yeah, crazy. No. It, truly, yeah. No, he I, says I, he I, comes up to this woman and says, "You should never have cut your hair." Oh, was wow. it a woman that he, he, that he kidnapped? Was to, no, he was going to, going to, was to, going to yeah. kidnap. Yeah. But yeah. well, then this, she changed her hair. She so, because this, this documentary is, but well, she didn't know that that was like the. Well, that the saved time. her life, right? Literally. Like that saved her life. do save lives. It's like it was like in the documentary. It was like. Um obviously because it's not like a single like one hour, two hour thing. It's one of those TV yeah, shows yeah. Where there's so much detail in it. And yeah, that's a great, great point. So yeah, so he goes to prison. Mm. Still while in prison, telling everyone he's innocent, mm-hmm. still can't still believing that somehow he's gonna get out, Because right? he still fooled a lot of people mm. until um the attention started to die off on him. Mm. He was in prison now, no one cared about him. Mm. Um, um obviously he was getting his he was. This is a very important part. He was um, on death row. Yeah, that's important. Yeah. Um, but at this point, people didn't really care. He was going to die. He was convicted. People stopped talking about him, and he hated that. Mm. So, um, he requested a meeting with this in uh, this reporter. Mm. Uh, and I think like the first time the meeting, he doesn't he doesn't admit anything. He just he's just there for attention. And I think eventually this reporter's like, Right, there's no point in doing. I got that. a story here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um and then what the famous Ted Bundy tapes yeah. emerge where he um they film him and he's um and they're really interesting to watch because like the the psyche of this guy mm, is just yeah. like unbelievable still like so good smiling and everything but he, he admits to her th- 30 of the killings mm. um and when i say admits like uh, gloats yes. a gloats oh, yeah. is like he's proud of oh, it he's saying it like yeah yeah listen to all this i've done like it's it's, yeah, it's, it's disgusting. But um, So after this happened, and everyone believed him, um, everyone now knew this guy he has said, done yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Um, people like mocked down the death date, the execution date of yeah. Ted Bundy in yeah. their calendars, like it was a holiday. Mm-hmm. And there was parades and like a, a whole fair and event on outside the prison, yeah. because people were waiting for him to die. Yeah. And then like when he was killed and electrocuted, and people could see the like in the room, they knew where the room was, and they saw like the, uh, the like, in the yeah. room, yeah, uh, there was like cheering, and then like a guy comes out and announces he's dead, And, like, yeah, it, it's it's yeah, it's truly, truly crazy. Truly crazy. Mm. Um, and people um, like uh, glamorizing now, don't they? It's like saying how like attractive he is and stuff, it's just quite weird, clown, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. I've seen him get sexualized on TikTok. That, too, like, yeah. that also happened with Ramirez while he was on trial. Right. Uh, sure. People, people, it was like the the bad boy, like oh, sort of thing. Yeah. And right, he God. got sent. He got sent like uh, naked pictures of women while he was in prison. Oh, they, they sent. They Ramirez. sent him pictures. <laughs> and he he got, mar- he got married while in prison. Yeah, somebody did that too. Somebody yeah. did that and had a kid as oh, well. What? Yeah. Imagine that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I do have so Something to ask about Ted Bundy. I'm not sure if God. you'll know and I'm not sure if it's true. I hope I do. But uh I remember hearing about his trial was one of the first where they like they used like it was like a bite mark like thing where they took oh they castings yes. of like his, his teeth and his bones To match, it with to the bite, match mark. bite marks. Yes. And I, I remember animalistic. Yes. Interesting. It's it's interesting because you, you spoke about on the Ted Bundy tapes how you can see him him smiling and and when you watch him, knowing that he's this serial killer, it's almost like you're watching some some strange sort of creature that is really good at imitating human emotion. And yeah. like you see, for a split second, it slips, and his face will go deadpan, and then he'll be back to smile. And it, it it seems like he's acting very well, but when he's in the tapes and he's admitting to killing people, you almost see that mask slip a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's so interesting. You have someone who's so charismatic, as Liam said quite a few times, very good looking. I said. <laughs> um, and yet, like Jonathan's just said, he, he, he's biting his victims like an animal. Yeah. It he's, is like a. He's like an a, alien. Yes, yeah. yes. But not from his body. Yeah, like yeah. yeah. And it's yeah, so sure. like how devoid of emotion he was. But also like yeah. the whole time remaining so aware of what he was doing. Yeah. It was like it was like when he appears to the. In the first show when he was first arrested, when he appears to the. Um, mm. When the the witness selects who the, who the person is, yeah. he completely changed his appearance. Yeah. Like combs his hair in a different way, wears glasses and stuff, and then like after he escaped, he like grew his hair out and stuff. Yeah. Like if you search Ted Bundy for images, you'll see like completely different mm-hmm. versions of him where he looks like a completely different person, mm-hmm. and like he held his jaw in a certain way as well and sign stuff just so people couldn't identify. He was very smart. You don't want to say, but he was a genius. Really, it's so weird that two We've just or we've just had two very similar. Uh, serial killers there with like the um like how animalistic and, yes. and horrible they are. Yeah. But like like you said with the with the making it back to childhood. Yeah. Two different. Yeah. Completely it's crazy. Different. It's crazy. Right. Should we have a little little break from the Let's have a break. Man, yeah, please. What have you watched the the new Loki thing I have. Yeah. I what was it. what was in that? I, I don't about, spoil. No, but like uh, there was a, a thing apparently uh, about uh, D B Cooper. And that's who I'm doing now. Oh Oh, yes. oh that's oh. amazing. Yes. So it's like I remember watching the show, and then it was like it's showing like they're talking about a trick Loki did. Yeah. Right. Like once in his life, like they're showing like this like thing about yeah. what he did, and he's on a plane and he's doing all this. Let's he, let's. let okay, I will spoil your story. Yeah. yeah, but that wasn't right. It. So on the on an afternoon, uh, November the twenty fourth, uh, nineteen seventy one, uh, a man dressed in a fully black suit. Uh, white shirt like uh, a tie uh, boarded a, a, a boeing 727 i think mm-hmm. that's what it's called uh a flight uh, it was like flight 300, uh, 305 to Seattle from portland right mm-hmm. and this man was donning the name DB cooper mm-hmm. right i uh i just want to say something uh i've watched a youtube video about it uh, Harvey's going to hate that, i say this, but it's BuzzFeed unsolved. Oh, no. I, watch well. I watched, it, I watched well, a video by a guy with a moustache. I'm yeah, not a fan of BuzzFeed. Again. I hate the whole, <laughs> the whole corporation. What I, I yeah. don't think they I don't uh What I heard as well is that he wasn't actually, when he bought the ticket, he didn't present himself as DB Cooper. Hmm. He presented himself as Dan Cooper, but the yeah. person got it wrong and called it, put on the ticket DB Cooper. I didn't know that. I've just been looking at the FBI website. Uh, FBR, not PR, the knockoff version. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'll... I'll uh... yes, we've, once again we've got lemonade. Oh to, man, that's disgusting. To continue the tradition, the what lemonade. is that? I'm gonna give my thoughts straight away. So yeah, really before you say, let's let's do our lemonade review. This is lemonade from Spa, I think. So we had Morrison's last time, so oh. and not to say not enough but that tastes like utter shit. <laughs> it has to be said. What is that? Where's the lemon in that? That's just battery acid. And that, that's disgusting. You that's know, it, as a kid, did you ever like, lick a battery? Yeah, right. That, that's the sensation. Anyway. Yeah. Jonathan's Jonathan jugging it. Jonathan is first. So I'm <laughs> really first. He's yeah. jugging it. Right, anyway. <laughs> um, I'm play on words but Jonathan. So, he was Jordan. described as um, a quiet, innocent-looking man, but he was far from that. Right. Uh, and around three o'clock, he, he ordered uh, a bourbon and soda uh, from, the, from the stewardess in... Uh, when she came over, he handed her a note saying that he had on him a bomb in this like cheap briefcase. And she get, he gave her a, a, like a look and it, she sees all these wires and red sticks and stuff. And she doesn't make a scene because uh, obviously he could just blow up the whole plane. So she walked past, uh, I think 30, 36 uh, passengers towards the cockpit, tells the pilot. Uh, and so he, he knows uh, and then when she comes back, he tells her to write everything down that he says to her, uh, and uh, he demanded four parachutes and two hundred thousand dollars. Two hundred thousand dollars back in uh, nineteen seventy one is the equivalent to one million three hundred twenty nine thousand three hundred eighty three hundred and fifty eight and two cent. Just remember wow. that two cent, wow. very important. Yeah, that is a massive amount of money. Yeah. huge amount of money uh yeah the stewardess informed the pilot of the demands so and he would have told the um, uh, the, the thing in uh, Seattle the airport in Seattle that this is his demands and that which would have told like the the government and stuff so um, when when the, and they get there they get to uh, Seattle uh, he stays on the plane with uh, with some of the crew and they trade the passengers for this. These four parachutes and this all this money, which they'd kept, they'd uh, you know the serial number on the like notes. Right. Uh, they'd remembered all the notes because it's yeah like yeah, a fresh yeah. batch or whatever. Yeah. Ah. Um. So he gets his money, gets his parachutes, and he sits sitting in the back of the plane with his cheap suit on. Uh. And there. And then he, he orders everyone to go to the front of the, the plane. Um. And he they that he told them we need to fly toward Mexico City. Right. So they're back up in the air, but unknown to him, unknown to him, there was military jets behind him, like tailing him, But he didn't, he, like he didn't know that, and they were keeping like hidden. Um,
1: and around,
0: around eight o'clock, there was suddenly an imbalance in the planes, like uh, pressure. Right. He jumped out the plane with the parachutes, with the two hundred thousand dollars, and the jets behind him didn't see him. Oh how he did! They didn't see him. How oh. can I just say something else? Um, two of the parachutes he got given were test parachutes that weren't like active and were so not. So we, he had like a one in four chance mm. of just well no half, it, of, half yeah fifty fifty of taking a parachute that just doesn't work. Oh. Right, and yeah. My question is so start How on earth did they not see it? The just slipped. Just he would have just gone, and it's just him in a, bl- a full black suit. member. this is at eight o'clock uh, in November, so it's na- it's like dark. Oh, uh, so they they notice that the, this he's jumped out, but this it doesn't end there, right? It doesn't end there. He's escaped, but it doesn't end there. Later on, throughout throughout the, the years uh, prior, he'd sent notes cut from, because obviously they do not know his handwriting because the stewardess wrote down the, the thing. He'd wrote notes saying, thanks for the hospitality. And he's also said, the drawing composed by the FBI doesn't represent the truth like of what he looks like. And and this is, so this is almost 50 years ago. 50 years ago this year, right? Still don't know who he is. The money that he's used has been found, Uh, th- like he's used, there was a, a, a little boy around the... I want to Say the Mississippi River, but I don't know if it actually is. That had like seen these like fat ones of notes, it would have just make like fallen out of his pocket while he's jumped out the battle bus, right? But <laughs> and so he, this like kids like handed in these notes, and they're looking, it's like saying it's got these the serial numbers that they've already noted down, so they're trying to track this guy down, yeah. and he's sending notes and saying, like, you'll never get me. This is so easy to break from the system, and all this stuff because he's stolen the equivalent to almost. One point five million dollars. Set for life. Set for life. Yeah. That's that's what he's. He sent another note saying in like, uh, like, you'll never find me. And he said uh, the programs about me are really interesting and stuff. Like cocky. Just been cocky. Yeah, because just I want to the the show I watched. Um, I watched it on Netflix. It's not Netflix it's original called Prison Break. Mm. In that, there's a character that is DB Cooper. Which is also really interesting. So it's like, yeah, he's, and he's like, you he said he was in the Loki show where they, they literally reenact the scene of him jumping out and then he gets like beat up or whatever. So it's like. Yeah, because they don't find him. So he could have got up. Yeah, him. that's why it's crazy that there's all these like pop culture references. Yes. And, yeah, I no, I've never heard that. Before. And, uh, and it. Yeah, John. Uh, the FBI had a charge on him originally for the, uh, like, the Statue of Limitations, which is like if if they were found past that point, if they were caught. They couldn't be arrested and put in prison, uh-huh. but they changed the charge, so that even if he, even today, if he was just caught today and they found out who he was, he could still be put in prison for it. Yeah. To, yeah. Today, fifty years later, yeah, probably dead. He's <laughs> he probably lived out his life really nicely. Yeah, because yeah. all, all this money's in all this money's in twenty dollar bills. I forgot to mention. So it's uh, like, uh, like, like easily slip back into the system. So much yeah. of that will be in circulation, won't it? Someone in America, because we did have a listener in America. We had a listener in America. So that person might have used a DB Cooper. <laughs> 20 pound note. <laughs> um, but even though like he got away, there were loads of people that were like Cooper wannabes, right? So there was a person that, that's like, most likely, like the most, what's the word, like could possibly be him. is mm. someone called Robert Floyd, uh, Richard Floyd McCoy, right? Who was oh, arrested five months after for, like, the same crime. Um, but, like, it's not really that credible because it's, like, everyone did the... Everyone tried these things, but the, the government and the FBI, like, cracked down on... Yeah, they want they it again. But they also, if, if it was DB Cooper, he wouldn't need to go again. Like, he wouldn't do it at the same need time. time. Yeah, he's yeah. set, exactly. And he's clearly too smart to do something like that. So. Um, I also... Uh, well, I, I also, from that video, learned that there was a lot of... Uh, there was a lot and a lot of suspects like, people who could have been him. And a lot of them matched the description from the, the, from the air hostess. The picture was very easy. Like, he looked very normal. Yeah. So like the air hostess had spent uh, hours and hours with him. So they they knew, and they were, like, they got the description of him, like, that night, like, the night it happened. So they would have known, exa- like, they would have been able to describe it very well. Yeah. And there were so many suspects that matched the description, like, very well. Just a basic and the basic and the and the FBI just was like, no, they don't match the description. It's not them. A- no. uh, and but like I said, there was these wannabes that uh, wanted to be in and doing this crime. And uh he got on the plane right. Uh, this this guy who tried to copy him got on the plane, did the same order, ordered a drink, and they just like didn't poison him, but they sent him to sleep. So they they just like when he woke up, he was in prison. Oh, imagine <laughs> really? doing that. Imagine oh. doing that, and it's. I, I think I don't know why. When when we were talking, about, when uh, Jonathan came with this amazing idea to talk about crimes, mm-hmm. um, instantly thought of this one because it was. It's very interesting to think of a a man, a nondescript man, like, a, like easy easy to find. Like everyone looks like him. Man dressed in a very cheap suit with a very cheap briefcase managed to. Fuck with the FBI for about fifty years, mm, yeah. and live his live his a life with three point one million dollars. Yeah, and that's that's the story of uh, DB Cooper, nice which great. is very interesting. Great, I think. Do we need a break before yours, are Or I just well or, it follows on nicely because uh, I I've got a question for Jonathan. I've got a yeah. question for Jonathan Dunlop. Our crime syndicate or something. <laughs> Jonathan, yeah, Jonathan, you seem to know a lot about mine. It was like co um, <laughs> <Sorry>, hosting <co-hosted. laughs> So that's a really interesting heist. What I'm looking at is the largest bank heist in history. Nice, almost one billion stolen. Oh, God's wow! Sake. But I want to start with a question, Jonathan, our crime lord. If you were going to rob a bank, how would you do it? What What would you do? Um, we'll get asked for the money. No, no, no. <laughs> I know, That's interesting. Um. <laughs> I think you'd assume you'd need a gun, wouldn't you? You'd need, like, a lot of weapons and... and a lot uh, of people. I feel well. like... Yeah, yeah, for a, a billion. People. A lot of... For I for feel a like... Is this a story of the... I just I want to ask... The Pink Panther, Panther Group. No, it's not the story oh. of the Pink Panther Group. That's a... That's a Charles that's TV show. Cartoon cartoon, thing. I'm so just Also get, the people who... Get... Get... Oh, know. <laughs> no, he knows everything, Liam. He has roasted us very hard right now. but... You'd assume you would need, like, an impressive force, a lot of... yeah. Because, as Isaac proved, you can get away with almost 1 million, over 1 million, with a a bomb. And and a not very threatening man in a suit and a cheap briefcase. But the bank robbery we're discussing today took away 1 million, or 1 billion, sorry. The actual figure is 920 million dollars. So not 1 billion.
1: With a handwritten
0: note. Wow. Oh man, So, if you go into a bank, And you're gonna walk away with 920 million dollars using just a handwritten note. Right. You've got to be quite an intimidating person, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Someone like Saddam Hussein. Do you guys hear? About you, it It sounds familiar. You you don't picture what Saddam Hussein. You, it you guys familiar. don't know who Saddam Hussein. Well, I, did, I, did I, I can't. I can't. I can't remember, that's up. it. So 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 it. I, that's very. So thought, so thought, so sorry, we just spoiled it. You didn't say. I'm. I'm. I'm assuming a, that. was meant to be a bomb drop Small, scrawny. guy. Saddam Hussein was the the dictator of Iraq. He looks. He looks tall. Let's Let's see, listen. Listen Listen to me. Saddam Hussein was the dictator of Iraq. Right. He's an extremist. Fashion oh, icon, yeah. a, a, a recurring <laughs> South Park character. Okay. Um, he, he, was, he was like an His evil guy. Friend. I can't believe you he not heard of him. He's like a very evil guy. So he stole money. So listen, he was, a, he was a dictator. He led Iraq since the 1970s, late 1970s, from 1979. Um, and he did terrible things. He killed a lot of people. He was, he was brutal. He was oppressive, Middle Eastern dictator. And eventually, in 2003 the U S being America and having to save everyone decided they were going to stop it. So American forces enter Baghdad in early April, 2003. And they discover that the central bank of Iraq is like a fortress. There's this fires outside, there's burst pipes. People have been hitting it because it's Iraq's entire, Itar- like it's basically a state of war at this point. And it's been hit for days by looters that are trying to get in and uh, get to the bank's vault. Um, Sorry, it's something funny. I'm getting laughed at here. It's something no, funny. sorry. You said uh, they're hitting it. Um, <laughs> they're hitting it. Basically, Liam's a child. Liam's so. insinuating. Oh, that's a problem. Liam's insinuating. Oh, <laughs> I was at limiting. Oh, yeah, yeah, look yeah, the fact yeah. he goes, they've been hitting it for days. Yeah, yeah. well, they're like they're like still you. money by punching the walls, aren't they? <laughs> okay. Well, basically, <laughs> they've been attempting to break through this bank for days, all right? But what the American troops don't know is it's already been completely cleared out. Uh, so, March 19th, American missiles hit the Iraqi capital. The day before that, around 4 a.m. on March 19th, Saddam Hussein's son walks into the bank with a handwritten note asking for a billion dollars. Okay, I've just asked what year was this? I don't think 2003. 2003. Okay. Did yeah. say. Listen, scoot it back. Sorry, I didn't say. I just um, So, he gives him a handwritten note from his dad, Saddam Hussein. For a million dollars. That's what you do in math class to communicate. Not yeah. like a heist. Yeah. Like, so, did, 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 Saddam Hussein, right Saddam Hussein, wrote right right? the note, oh. give it to his son. Son walks in, says, um, Americans might attack us. I want the money so that I can protect it. So this is... Give it to us. That is so weird. And, that's, and that, <laughs> this technique gets you out of doing PA. <laughs> not, not a million dollars. A so dollars. that's Saddam Hussein. He, it was his money. No, it's it's, no. The, it's the people's money. It's, oh, he's got it's like the claim back. it's the money. Yeah, well, he yeah. says he comes in and says, "Guys, we don't want the scary Americans taking it. Give it to me." <laughs> <Totally>. And, and, <laughs> and so a direct pretty. quote from an unidentified Iraqi official is, "When you get an order from Saddam Hussein, you do not discuss it." They're so terrified of this man because, like wow. I said, with with bringing in a gun, that's your intimidation, right? His intimidation's lasted for the last twenty years. He's still alive. He's been building this. I'm not actually sure. That's I, the I feel like it wouldn't be. I feel like it wouldn't be. But he's been intimidating these people for 20 years, so it gets to a point up. where he can say, give me a billion dollars, and they'll say, well, we'll do 920 million. So th- this free trucks pull up to Central Bank, and for hours and hours, metal boxes filled with, like I said, 920 million roughly, uh, all in US, all in $100 in US bills. Uh, they're loaded onto the waiting vehicles. And... Um, I just want to uh, jump in and say that uh, Saddam Hussein died of hanging. Oh, he was executed uh, after that. on thirtieth December two thousand six. That is a shame. So we had three years with these. Well, with his you have to listen because when the troops eventually realised um, what had happened, and they they invade Iraq and they realised that there's so much money taken out of circulation just somewhere waiting to be found. Uh, they start to look for it. They find $650 million behind a false wall of a palace belonging to Saddam's son, okay, called Uday. The guys called Uday. $650 million. That wasn't even from the bank. That was their own personal stash. <laughs> oh my God. So they oh, find man. $650 million and then have to sort of give it back because <laughs> it's not from the bank. But eventually they trace the cash to these hundreds of aluminium boxes that they found. Each containing about four million in hundred dollar bills, and, and together that amounted for most of the money that had been taken. So they they confiscated, but the heist doesn't stop here. Oh my! America become the robbers, and th- there was a big debate in the U.S. Treasury Department for who should get the money, um, because when they learned of the money, a guy called John Taylor was pressuring the top administration officials to return the funds where they rightfully the belonged to the Iraqi people. Because it's the people's money. It's not. It's nothing to do with Saddam Hussein. Yeah. But the White House and the Pentagon decided to keep the money and have it distributed along the military commanders in Iraq to use on the ground as they saw fit. So like... Who's the president at this point? Is it Bush? I think it is Bush. It, it seems quite a fitting. Because Bush was not the best president. He didn't really have the best. Yeah, uh, no. So it seems history, quite fitting. But yeah, so, so he says... Um, so America decide to let this $920 million... Stay in Iraq and be spent during the war, just for any supplies they might need. That's not good. Uh, And over the next few days, these are hundred dollar bills they they're given out like I don't even know what they're given out like. Someone tell me what they're given out like. I need a I need a phrase here. They're given out like what they're just like free things. things, Like free things. They give out like hundred dollar bills handed out like free things. Like yeah. Like two what then? Two things. Like two things. I don't want to say what the two things are. All. Right. Great. great I, think really you should tell us. I think you should tell us. I don't some. think I can. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> um, bring it up, then. <laughs> so the money—he's on you today—quickly began to disappear, as you would imagine, into the rucksacks and the footlockers of officers. Uh, a lot of it started getting mailed home to girlfriends, and literally every soldier is just taking what they can get because there's just $100 bills being handed out like, every mealtime. Yeah. Um They started, so pieces of the stash started turning up in places like Arizona, where the FBI found $440,000 into one's house that had come from the Iraqi bank. Not not spent on on war supplies, just he'd been taking it home. Another guy, $700,000, um, he drew suspicion and the, the guy, his name's Captain Michael Naguyan I can't say his second name, he drew suspicion and was caught with this $700,000 cash because he bought, he paid cash for a Hummer and a BMW, presumably at the same time, because for some reason he wanted to buy a, a BMW and a Hummer from the same car dealership at the same time, with cash. And then they fined $700,000 on him. They convicted 35 US service members of stealing the stolen money what? from the Iraqi people. So oh. they stole it back. They, they, It was just, it's like, it just kept on being stolen and stolen and stolen this money. And now it's in the point that a a man called Ryzen published a book on it and said the biggest thieves have been way more elusive. So people could have got away with, with potentially millions and they hid it well. So, so they said, Oh, because it's so military expenditure when it's in the middle of Iraq, so difficult to track and the money's so carelessly distributed that you've got people just taking it. And if they're careful with it, no one can stop them. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that money's still unaccounted for. And like yes. Isaac said, with the um, what's the guy's name? I've completely forgotten. DB Cooper. DB Cooper. There's a, a big chance, uh, or one American listener, that if you've got a hundred dollar bill, because hundred dollar bills aren't in circulation as much compared to the smaller bills. If you've got a hundred dollar bill, there's a slight chance that you, it's from the. Iraqi you are Obama. part of the problem. You're part of it <laughs> because it is because it is. It's just in, in circulation. Um, and just a nice, way to, a nice way to conclude this story um, is that Saddam Hussein, after being captured, um, and obviously he's now convicted, on top of all the other humanitarian charges and torturing people and all the horrible stuff he did, as a bank robber, mm-hmm. um, US Marines, I'm going to just read this as it is. U.S. Marines forced Saddam, who was executed in 2006, to repeatedly watch the movie South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut, which shows him oh, as gay it. as well as the boyfriend of Satan. So, <laughs> so, in, uh, so in, in captivity... captivity what, what sources are you uh, Wikipedia. Okay. So, uh, in captivity, basically if you rob a bank, you might have a cartoon made about you where you're Satan's bitch. Oh, and sh- and you me. might be shown it multiple times by some U.S. Marines. <laughs> So don't rob banks. It's it great to see the, the marine. Uh, the marine corps has a great sense of humor. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, also, and also a very effective torture device. Yes, for yes, sure. Yes, for yes, sure. Yeah. But yeah, just I found it a very interesting bank heist that it's done with a pen and paper. But it's yeah. hard. It's just. That's, that's insane. And, and yet almost Literally. everyone involved in it becomes part of the problem because they, you've got these soldiers that are living in these awful conditions and they just can't keep their hands off these hundred dollar bills that are flying really wow. around, yeah. around everywhere. Well, what would you... Well, honestly, I, I think take, I'd what take... What would you do in, in this yeah. situation yeah. if yeah. you're in mm-hmm. army and you see money, yeah. stolen money like Careful around. what you're saying, Arby. This is going on Spotify. In what, they they well, were in... The soldiers were in Saturday. Iraq. Yeah, they're in Iraq. Yeah, it's, it's strange. It's one of those moral choices that like... Morally, yeah, you should say, "Oh, I'd leave it," but I would definitely. still realistically, if you're, yeah, you're, and if you're getting handed it, that's the thing because it's for military spending. Yeah. So if you're you're mailing it home to your girlfriend and she's buying a Hummer with it, cash, like I don't. It's it's so funny though that Saddam, who absolutely hated the West, um, ended up
1: Being financing.
0: He ended up financing. The lives of all these soldiers. It's so ironic. Yeah. And the fact that he got captured and had to watch himself be Satan's boyfriend is just. It, it's perfect. It's I a perfect it. conclusion. I love it. Perfect conclusion to this this episode. I love. Yeah. I really like how we went from really dark and like to I guess progressively progressively nicer, got, like, yeah. To I, I mean he's not nice. Well, you're all passing that, you're passing uh, notes uh, in the back. I, like, I, like, I think there's word like there's a difference in crime between like yeah, serial yeah. killers and bank robbers. And saying like hey get a million dollars please yeah, yeah, like, yeah I mean, what's, what's interesting about Isaac makes it so unique yeah it's not the most amount of money it's the fact he's never got caught yeah no so one even knows what amazing. it looks like that's like so unique yeah it's, and how, it, how he influenced many people right the same yeah thing. It's, yeah it's, it's yeah icon. but then yours is well, Harvey yours is just so it's just insane so original yeah Yeah. like I, same, that, same. sorry guys no <laughs> more science for that one yeah Anyway, <laughs> I do actually have uh, something to say because I I said that Ramirez was born in San Jose, and I looked; he's from El Paso. Oh, so you lied. So, so... so I got a question oh, from. Is that where the fajita kits come from? Yes, and the tacos. Yes, the taco you're right. I don't Jonathan, you redeemed were... yourself. I don't think. Yeah. It is. It's all El Paso. <laughs> they, were oh, they, they were made by. They were made by. In that yeah. yellow box, in yeah. the little yeah, and 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 I mean, Do you think he ever had it? I hope so. I think he made them. <laughs> with his victims. Right, straight back to the dark that's side. been, that's, because... been a, uh, that's been fifty-two minutes of brilliant yes, just... a brilliant story. Four hey, stories, four stories. Yeah I told you it'd be under an hour. Brilliant. Really yeah, that's it. But um yeah, like we said at the start, uh thank you for the continued support. Uh on the Under the Sun Podcast. Yes. <laughs> Don't forget to follow the Instagram yeah, account. So yeah, you can see go. our recording studio. It's beautiful. Yes, I, I, would, I would, would love to. I'd love to come here again. Yes, I would it's great. I think it's a great, great spot for it. We'll see yeah. how it sounds. We have no idea how it. Yeah, we have to check. This could be awful quality. Yeah. One final thing, Jonathan's thoughts. We what about well. final thoughts with Johnny? Final thoughts for Jonathan. This was and then a... <laughs> a little extra bonus since you guys stuck around. <laughs> One final thought from half. Okay. The first final thoughts from Johnny. Let's go, Jonathan. Uh, this is a very, very good episode. I really yeah. enjoyed talking We're about it. Very, very, very enjoyed talking about it. Mm. Sorry, Isaac, for putting in so much. No, um, Jonathan, I, I'm glad because the... You knew a lot more stuff. This is this is your forte, though. Yeah, this this, is, is, this is. was your idea to do this one. Yeah. So, yeah. so, Liam and Harvey, you need to come up with something for, okay. for Brilliant. next oh, no. yeah. We will do. Yeah, we, we'll we'll look at the ideas. And if them. anyone who's listening has any ideas, oh, we'd, love we'd love to hear them. Love yeah. to hear yeah. it. Hop over onto the Instagram. Save us some time. Yeah, do you have, yeah. do you have do you on the Instagram account Instagram with the ideas comment. and feedback?
1: Comment Make sure you're
0: sharing this. This uh, episode that yeah, yes, comes out to yes. friends and your, family. Put it on your stories. Thank you. Yeah. Tell your grandma about it. Yes. She would love to listen. Final thoughts from Jonathan continues. Um <laughs> follow our Instagram for regular updates on when we're recording it when episodes it are all. Thought. Um I my mind has gone blank. That's fine. Uh, so we'll that's what so well, you gave know, Next episode, we may have an intro song. Oh, oh yeah, yes. we we've, we've had a we had a meeting, we mm-hmm. had a business meeting with a very uh, i was up and coming artist. Artist, artist. Yes. music mm. artist producer, producer writes, BJ, writer, yeah. writer, rapper. Because about <laughs> ten minutes before <laughs> we started recording this, we were we were, yeah, like listening to sample. six different <laughs> ones. Yeah, and it's, all, it's a and unanimous decision on which I one I one think, one yeah. Yeah, we so yeah. So hopefully by next episode you can hear some intro music. So. Make sure you tune into episode three of <laughs> Under the Sun Podcast. Next podcast. Which will be after the Tyler Craig album drops as well. So man. I will be in a very good bonus week. bonus episode. Bonus <laughs> episode <laughs> potentially. Possibly. We'll the logic album, if that actually does come out, that'd be good we'll to, have to say review, Because yeah. yeah. he did say he's back and then intro, so I mean yeah. I'm, I'm looking yeah. that way. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. For now that's it. That's it for Under the Sun Podcast. I've been I've been Iceberg healed. I've been Liam Bell. Jonathan Dunlop and Harvey Alice. See you you. next week. See See you you next next week. week. 55 minutes and stop. 50 seconds.